0: Hello and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. I'm 14 years old and my name is Natalie Smith. I'm here to help you reach your fitness goals in a sustainable way. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Hello everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. So today's episode is going to be like a little bit more random. I'm just going to kind of see where it goes. I have a couple things that I want to talk about, but um, I don't know exactly. I don't have a full plan. Um, I do want to get people on my podcast. So if you would be interested in that, let me know. But basically, Yeah, we're just going to be talking about a couple of things. Today is December 5th, so my birthday is in 10 days. I'm turning 15, which I'm excited for, but like also um, stuff is still closed here, so I don't have like a lot of options, but we're going to make something work. Um, And also I can get my learner's permit here for driving in um, Oregon, but i haven't i have to take a test for that so i really need to get that set up because i want to be able to drive but anyways so let's get into it so one thing that i got a request to talk about is why people fail on their fitness journey and this is a really interesting topic but and there's a lot of things that go into it but i thought it would be a really good one for me to talk about today so like I said, there's a lot of different reasons why this could be, but I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why someone might fail on their fitness journey. So I would say number one would be if they're doing something that's unsustainable. This is like probably the most common, um, like if you are doing keto and obviously that's not sustainable for most people, yes, it will work for some, but like, for a lot of people, it's not sustainable, you will likely fail. If you're doing something that you can't sustain, that you can't be consistent with, how do you expect to succeed? Because if the methods are unsustainable, the results are unsustainable as well. So you need to be doing something that you can actually stick with and you can actually be consistent with. So if keto is not that for you, then don't do it. It's literally pointless to do something that is unsustainable because you're just going to lose the results. You're not going to be able to keep doing it. Like the habits that you build on your journey getting there, those stick. And you have to do the same thing in order to sustain them in most cases. Like if you're on keto, you can switch to something more sustainable. I mean, likely, but it's really hard and you're, it's hard to break that. So you don't want to get there if it can be prevented. You don't want, I don't know what I'm saying. Like if you have the option of doing something more sustainable or less sustainable, choose the thing that is most sustainable for you. I can't stress that enough because then you're going to, you won't have to go through all these yo-yo dieting cycles. You won't have to go through all these times of being on diet, off diet, and create this unhealthy relationship with food and create this these unsustainable results that you can't even stick with. So that would be number one, same goes for exercise. Like if you hate running and running sucks, then don't try to do it and try to make yourself do it because there's so many other exercises you can do. Obviously running is beneficial, it definitely is. It is has a lot of benefits, but not everyone can do it. Um, it's unsafe for some people. And not everyone likes it, and so you don't have to do it. I'm obviously a huge proponent of weightlifting, and one of the things about that is there are so many different styles of weightlifting. I mean, there's you know there's Olympic lifting, there's powerlifting, there's um, like hypertrophy, bodybuilding style training. There's a lot of different things that you can do, and you can find the one that you enjoy most, and that helps you get the results. But if you absolutely hate weightlifting and you don't really care about building muscle or getting strong at all, um, then I guess just choose whatever you enjoy. Walking is such a great exercise. It's so underrated, and I think it's a lot more sustainable for most people. Like When you hear the attitude of someone being like, oh, I have to go for a run, or like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk... It's something that people enjoy a lot more. I mean, some people find it boring, but a lot of people, like if you just put a podcast on or you listen to some music and you go for a walk, that can be so much more enjoyable and something that you can actually be consistent with. So it's all about what you can be consistent with. That's number one. So if you want to succeed, you need to be doing something that you can be consistent with. Number two, I would say would be, unrealistic expectations. So, if you are expecting to, like, gain 30 pounds of muscle in six months or you're expecting to lose 30 pounds in two months even, that is extremely unrealistic and almost impossible, I would say. Um, So, you have to have realistic expectations because if you have those lofty insane expectations you're going to be disappointed when you are making progress but it's slower than you thought you didn't have the right mindset so you're going to be like oh this isn't working oh this is not taking this is taking too long and then you quit and so from the start you have to have the right expectations Losing fat takes a long time. Building muscle takes even longer. Um, you know, I mean, when you're a beginner, you can build muscle fat muscle faster, but like, still, these are slow processes. They're slower than you're ever gonna want them to be. But you have to have that expectation going into it, so that when you're prog- you're making progress, but it's slower than you want it to be. You expect that and you know it's normal and you know that nothing is wrong. You just need to keep going. So that is super important for you to know that it is not a fast process and you can't speed it up if you want to sustain the results. You need to know like it's going to take longer than you want it to. And there's going to be times when you feel like nothing is happening. And when you feel like this isn't working, but you need to keep going. That's the only way you're going to succeed. Number three would probably be you're not being consistent enough. So there's a couple different things. Like maybe someone thinks they're being consistent, but they're really not. Like they'll say, I'm only eating 1,200 calories a day, which is like really, really low. I wouldn't recommend that for... Like anyone, but they'll say I'm only eating twelve hundred calories a day. I'm not losing weight. What's going on? And maybe they're eating that much on the week, but then on the weekends they're not tracking and they're eating like twenty five hundred calories a day. So it undoes all of that progress. Or maybe they're saying I'm eating twelve hundred calories a day. I'm not losing weight, but they're not. They're forgetting about like that glass of wine that they had at night, or <laughs> those um, bag of chips that they stole off their kids' plate, or the handful of nuts that they took um, after lunch or whatever, right? You're not tracking everything. You're not actually eating 1,200 calories. So being consistent is the only way that you are actually able to see results. Like you need to be consistent with it. You need to be consistent 80% of the time. 80 90% of the time was a good range, I would say. I don't think that you need to be consistent 100% of the time because fitness is not your life. There are other things going on that you like enjoy and that, um, you know, you don't want to have it be the only thing you focus on. But if you want to see those results, you need to be consistent 80 90% of the time. That is the majority of the time, right? That's 10 to 20% of the time where yeah, you have like an untracked day or something, but 80 to 90% is hard work and that is still most of the time. So you need to be truly consistent and truly honest with yourself and stop, you know, you have to be completely accurate and you have to be doing the right things most of the time in order to see results. You have to be consistent. Like I said, so a good way that you can track this or make sure that you're being consistent is to like in your notes or on a calendar, check off the days that you are truly consistent. I hit my calories. I hit my protein. I hit my workout. Check. And then you can see how consistent you're really being. And like I said, you can't just be like, oh, well, like that part, that one doesn't matter. That like bite doesn't matter. That doesn't count. You have to be honest with yourself. Um, and I'm not saying that to become like disordered or rigid, Rigid. it's just you do need to be accurate with it and it's hard. You do need to be consistent. That's the truth of it. Um, I'm not going to lie. So that's really important. Um, and that comes down to, you know, sustainability. If you're doing something that is unsustainable, you probably can't be consistent with it most of the time. So you need to have both of those in order for them to work. And then I would say the fourth reason that people fail would be mindset, which all of this really does come down to mindset. But one thing would be like if someone's expecting to have this all come easy or if they think there's an end date or if they think I can lose X number of pounds by then, these are all Things that can sabotage you, or maybe you have a self-sabotaging mindset. Your mindset plays so much into it, and changing your mind is the only way to have lasting results. Because if you have the wrong mindset, if you have the wrong expectations, if you think there's a day where you finally got there and you can just do whatever you want, or if you think that this will just come easy, or if there's a or that there's a shortcut you aren't going to be able to succeed. There is no end date, and that's something that a lot of people need to know. Like, you won't just lose 20 pounds in two months and then be done. You need to be in it for the long game. Fitness is a lifelong journey, and that doesn't mean, like, you need to make it your whole life forever, and you always need to be trying to lose weight or anything. Of course not, but, like, you should are always going to be working on it. You're all, you know, when you lose the weight, you have to maintain it. You still have to do things. And it's it's not going to be, it doesn't need to be extremely hard and extremely difficult, and you don't need to feel like you're dying. But, you know, it does take work. It takes hard work. And you have to be in it for the long game. And, you know, there's no easy way to get there. There's nothing that you can do that will make it be like a shortcut there's no shortcuts there's no like quick fixes or anything like that and so once you can realize that and once you can get that out of your head then you can start to succeed and then you can be like you can take a breath and you can be patient which is way easier said than done I know it's hard to be patient in everything but it's a skill right and you need to practice it um and that all comes down to doing something sustainable, right? Because if you are doing something that is wildly unsustainable, it's going to be so hard for you to keep going and to be patient. So like I said, it doesn't need to be like you're dying, but it's not as if there's a day where, where you'll have finally got there and you'll finally be happy. That's another thing. People think once I reach my goal, I'll finally be happy and I'll finally love myself. But that's not true. And then when you get there, you'll be disappointed because you'll realize, oh, I hated myself the way here. I still hate myself. So self-love is something that <sighs> is something that you need to work on separately. You need to work on your mindset as well rather than thinking that by the time you reach a certain goal, your mind will be solved or that all of these problems will be solved. That can really that can cause a lot of failure and disappointment because then when you get there, when you reach your goal, you're like, nothing's changed with my mind. I still feel like this. I still have problems. Everything isn't perfect. And we expect that, oh, when I lose weight, it'll all be perfect. And it's not. I'm just going to be talking about like some random things now. Um, I would say one thing that I've been thinking about especially with what I'm doing, is like performance versus aesthetic goals. And I think there's a lot of different opinions on this, but I've noticed through helping people, through writing programs, that I'm more passionate about performance goals I think um I I knew that I never wanted to be like a bodybuilding coach I never want to coach someone through prep that sounds horrible um for me personally of course some people enjoy it but I love it when I get messages from girls like my hip thrust went up today my deadlift went up my bench press went up I want to be able to do a chin up that stuff is so cool to me and it makes me so happy, and I love writing programs for that. Um, I mean, I am not against aesthetic goals personally. I have my own aesthetic goals. I think if you pursue them in a way that's healthy, and if you pursue them, you know, it doesn't take over your health, it doesn't come before your health, then I think they're fine, but... I think that you also, it's important for a lot of people to also have performance goals so that their aesthetic goals don't become obsessive. I value them a lot. I think performance goals are so important for helping you, A, adhere to your program, be consistent, and for empowering you, keeping you motivated, and because it's like, then you're doing that because you want to perform, because you want to do something better for yourself, because you want to do something that you thought you never could do. But with aesthetic goals, a lot of times people set them because they want other people to think they're hot or like they want to finally be like the fit one or whatever perceived to other people. And then you have to realize no one actually cares what you look like. No one actually cares if you have nice arms or a six pack. Like, I mean, yes, you'll get like some compliments, but really no one cares. So if you're doing it for other people, you're just never going to be happy with that. And I think setting performance goals is super important. So I'm learning that about myself because, you know, I'm still, I'm young. I'm not like, I don't know. I don't, um, train people for money yet. And I don't have like a quote unquote business yet because everything that I do is for free. So I'm figuring all this stuff out. And my goal through this, one of my goals is to figure everything out, is to figure out what do I like? What am I passionate about? And I'm learning that. I think performance goals are really important. And that's something that I'm passionate about. <laughs> um, I'm really passionate about performance goals and I like writing programs for that better than just being like necessarily oh this person wants bigger arms like I I add in hypertrophy work I add in stuff to help you grow to help people grow muscle but it's focused I like the programs that are focused mainly on strength or at least a little bit of both so I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about. And I would say if you are struggling with motivation, with consistency, with knowing what to do or feeling like you, everything's pointless, set a performance goal for yourself. Because when you have something to train for, something that excites you, you're going to be a lot more consistent and you're going to be a lot more happy with it. Um, one of the people that I'm helping, like she had to do that. She was like, you know, I'm not motivated to work out. I'm like, well, how about we set a performance goal? And now she's excited to do it. She's excited to go to the gym. She's like, I'm hitting all these PRs. And that's something that's really important to do because if you're just going to the gym just to work out and there's no like specific goal, it's so easy to be unmotivated to go. And another thing that I was thinking about because I kind of got like a message about it is the fact that I don't talk about cardio a lot on my Instagram, on my podcast, all that stuff. Um, And I just wanted to, like, bring this up. This this is so all over the place, but it's okay. So um, I don't talk about cardio a lot or, like, running because that's not what I specialize in. Like, that's not what I'm passionate about and that's not what I do. Um I am focused on strength training. I'm focused on weightlifting. You know, I can't be good at everything or I can't I don't want to learn about every single thing or and be like a running coach and a strength coach and a you know all this stuff. But it's important for me to say that cardio is super beneficial. Like for your heart, for your mind, for your um depending on the cardio, like it is so important for your heart, for your cardiovascular health, to do some form of cardio. And I don't talk about running a lot because a lot of people don't like running. And some people do. Like, I, I enjoy it sometimes. Um, and I think it's a great form of exercise. But, like, a lot of people, you know, think they need to run. And they, like, force themselves to run. But they don't enjoy running. And so as far as cardio... Like, all kinds of cardio have benefits to them. So I think it's really important to find the type of cardio that you like. Whether that's walking, whether that is circuit training, whether that is running, biking, swimming, whatever you like, that is what's important. Because cardio, what's mainly... What's most important is that you're consistent with it. So um, I would encourage you, you know to do some form of cardio, you, it's not 100% required. Strength training is also beneficial, but cardio has different benefits. So even if you can walk one or two days a week, even if you can add like a little cardio finisher to your workout, something like that, it's so beneficial for you. And I think it's just important to find the kind that you like, because if you hate running, you are not likely to be able to sustain that. If you, like, if you love to dance, that's something that you can probably sustain longer. So, and you also don't need to go super fast or super long. Like, you can choose, you can choose to do, like, steady state, low intensity, like, walking. You can do sprints if you like that. You can do moderate intensity, whatever you enjoy most. That's what's important. Um, and... I think that's just something that's not talked about enough is what is the exercise that you actually enjoy? What's the exercise that you look forward to and that you can be consistent with? Because that's what's most important. I mean, even if like, you know, swimming or biking has a certain benefit that you're looking for, but you hate it, then you won't be consistent with it and you won't even get the benefits anyways. And just going off of that, I I just think walking is so underrated And I wish that I had known more about it earlier. Like, this year with quarantine, I've started walking more. And it's become something that I enjoy. Like, I can just put on a podcast or some music and I can just go. And it's, like, my time with myself to clear my head, to think. And it's also, like, multitasking. Because if I'm listening to a podcast and I can be educating myself. So... I personally enjoy it. At first, I didn't, and I had to build up to it. But it's like it's the type of exercise that people overlook, and they think, oh, I have to run. No, you don't. You can walk. And it's like a lot of people will think, oh, I have to go for a run, compared to like, oh, I can go for a walk, because it's just a lot more people enjoy it. And it's also, if you are you know, severely overweight or you're older, it's a lot less stressful on your joints than running. And also if you're strength training, you're a lot less likely to like fatigue your muscles walking than you are running, right? It's not as taxing on your body. So walking is also super beneficial for your heart, for your joints, for your mental health, for all of these things. And it's just like, (laughs) It's something that I can't stress enough because it's something that you can do in your house It's something that you can do around your block You can everyone can go for a walk so I really recommend that you walk um Even for just a five minute walk Just do a walk go for a walk And you know at first you're like, oh, I don't want to do this But then when you go you realize like this isn't so bad. I can do this and it becomes more of a habit, which is what's important. Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. I do want to do like some guests on my podcast, so if you'd be interested in that, shoot me a DM, Natalie Smith Fitness on Instagram. Um but I'm hoping that will be my next episode or maybe like my in two weeks, but I really hope that you enjoyed listening, and I hope that this helped you in some way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and I will see you later, or you'll hear me later.